أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسيدنا مفسد ندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وضرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد so we continue with this same book that we've been reading from حياة القلوب في رضاء المحبوب the life of the heart um, in the pleasure of the beloved. Uh, and so tonight's chapter is in the spirit of one of the advices of Mona Ashraf Ali Tanwi rahimahullah ta'ala who told his and would instruct his uh, disciples who were, uh, who were ulama that preached and engaged with the public that uh, if you have some aib inside of you or some defect inside of you, then preach to the people about it, that one day maybe shame will enter into your heart and Allah will rectify that defect in you as well. So I don't want people, because we talk about some real highfalutin high type stuff in this majlis, and uh, uh, you know those who know me know that it's not there, and those who <coughs> think that it is out of their personal van and find out later are likely to be disheartened. So I'm going to just let the air out of your tires up front. <clears throat> and uh, we're all in this boat together and we're all trying, uh, we're all trying to get there, uh, you know, together with one another. Uh, just because we're not there yet, though, doesn't afford us the, the past that we uh, should ignore it. In fact, the ones who are not there yet are the ones who need to mention these things and talk about these things and uh, uh, worry about these things, uh, you know, double, triple, quadruple what a person already has their act together does. And so we read in that spirit. The subheading is total submission. As regards to, uh, as, uh, in regards to intention and action, perfect servitude demands that the likes of Allah uh, must be the likes of the servant and his dislikes must be the dislikes of the servant. Uh, the likes of Allah, not meaning mithal, but meaning what Allah loves, the servant must love, and what Allah dislikes, the servant must dislike. He must leave no stone unturned in fulfilling Allah's likes and keeping away from his dislikes. This is a, 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 a I, I feel like there's a little bit missing in this translation in uh, into the English. Instead of translating the word into dislike, it should be a hate. Because dislike is a euphemism that's meant to be polite. Allah Ta'ala is a malikul haq. He is the absolute uh, king. Uh, and, and sovereign that 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 owns the uh, uh, the the creation without without uh, uh, exception so uh, there's no need for the use of euphemism there are things that Allah loves and there are things that Allah hates and the servant must love those things that Allah loves and hate things that things that Allah hates uh, with regards to knowledge and cognition perfect servitude demands that the person must have correct knowledge of Allah's names attributes and actions and be satisfied with them. Together with this, you must fulfill every attribute which is demanded by whatever order is issued. This is the way of the special servants of Allah, but people are generally unmindful of it because it requires firmness and knowledge, perfect recognition, and the courage to refute falsehood. This is why most people are only attracted to the customs of the pious based on their good thoughts of them. They do not progress beyond the statements of the pious. The customs and statements thus become barriers for them. There are very few who through the will uh, of their strength, the strength of their will, afwan, break down the barriers and experience spiritual conditions by pondering and reflecting over Allah's names and attributes. 
this is a unique path which belongs to, uh, which sorry brings good fortune, and a person lies on his bed with peace and tranquility through it. Uh, what a major difference there is in these two paths. Uh, the next subheading, which is that follows directly after it and is is directly tied to it, has to do with following a person's uh, desires, uh, their uh, their carnal desires, and abandoning the salat. Allah Most High says in His book, فَخَلَفَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ أَضَاعُ الصَّلَاةَ وَاتَّبَعُ الشَّهَوَاتِ فَسَوْفَ يُلْقَوْنَ غَيَّا فَسَوْفَ يَلْقَوْنَ غَيَّا there came in the place of the Anbiya a group of people who succeeded them in generations. They came after them and they wasted the prayer and they followed their shahawat, their carnal desires, and uh, they will uh, soon meet with al-ghay. And what ghay is will be, uh, uh, will be explained momentarily. After the righteous people, such unsuitable successors came who destroyed the prayer, abandoning Salat completely, delaying its performance or not performing it correctly. All three are included in the destruction of the Salat. Uh, uh, Allah Ta'ala says in Surah Al-Ma'un, Curse and destruction beyond those people who pray that are heedless uh, in their prayer. Sahun means what? They're, they're just not there. They're physically praying, but they're mentally they're not, they're not there. So this, this, uh, there are many people I know, even they shudder from reciting, you know, from the people who actually bother to like understand what the meaning of the Quran is. They won't even recite Fawailul Musallin without joining it to the next part. This is one thing that I, I see this in people who understand what they're reciting. Oftentimes they'll recite فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ Whereas someone who does is heed, heedless of what they're reciting, oftentimes they'll just say فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ As a self-contained statement, it's, it's it, you know, a person should think about that. Like, why, why is the curse, why is this not like وَيْلٌ is you know, for the people of zina or for the liars or for the uh, mushrikeen or for the kuffar or whatever. Why is this wail? why is this destruction and curse coming on thee? Uh, uh, being invoked by Allah Ta'ala on the, the people of Salat They're the ones who are uh, uh, heedless in their Salat So what does the Shaykh say? He says there are three ways He mentioned three ways of, uh, of, uh, of destroying the Salat right? Literally it's the same word Becomes Zaya in Urdu Aba'u is is the is is a verb. It's a another. It's the verbal form of the same infinitive that's actually used in literally. It's used in Urdu. It means to waste something. Uh, uh, so Allah Taala says what that th those people came afterward um, that they wasted the salat and then they followed their shahawat and they will they'll find ghay which will be uh, uh, which will be uh, uh, explained soon uh, and it's not good. Uh, so what does it mean to waste a prayer? One of three things. That either they didn't pray, which unfortunately people, you know, our 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 home, they've done, they've done that. They don't pray. People don't pray. Um, they'll curse the tabligh jamaat, you know, the day all long. Uh, but you know what? Guess what? At least you know, if you agree with nothing else that they they have to offer you, at least the fact that they come and remind you to pray, or whatever other jamaat that reminds you to pray. Right? The difference between the, 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 the people whose covenant with Allah is active and those whose covenant is like uh, is, is right now in the uh, deactivated mode is what? It's the, it's the Salat. 
And that's why, you know, our own relatives, our own elders of our own families, right? I don't know any of us who comes from like a big khandan of ulama and whatever. Alawi is a Sayyid, but you probably have to go up the, the, the chain a little bit before you find, you know, like, you know, the floating in the air and like, you know, nur out of the fingertips type people, you know? So, I don't know, maybe I, I assume the assumption, right? Um, if someone were to walk into the majlis with the elders with the open can of beer, <gasps> oh my God. If someone were to walk in with, you know, like holding hands with Becky into the majlis, oh my God. If somebody, you know, if somebody were to do a, a hundred other things that are culturally offensive, right? Our nikah is done, but our rukhsati hasn't happened yet. People still will have a heart attack and they'll freak out. But somebody missed a prayer, wasted the prayer. It's like not, it's not a thing anymore. But the thing is, it's a, it's a thing with Allah Ta'ala. But that's not it. Because mashallah, many of us, okay, you went to one or two dar hikmas. Okay, we pray five times a day, alhamdulillah, mashallah, you know. Uh, uh, we went on Jamaat or Faizani Medina or whatever we, you know, Khanqa, uh, Madrasa, whatever you want to group, whatever you want to, you know, became a Sufi, became Wahhabi, became whatever you wanted to, started praying five times a day, alhamdulillah, mashallah, right? The other two things are what? Is that the, the delaying of the Salat from its time, which again, people don't think is a sin. So many people do pray, how, uh, yeah, do how many times a day you pray? I pray five times a day. How many times do you pray on time? And it's a number other than five. And they don't consider it to be bad. One thing is, I mean, one thing is that, that it's bad that it happens. The greater calamity is what is that a person thinks that it's not a big deal. The one who prays five times a day in time, but doesn't think it's a big deal, that person is actually in a worse position than the one who, who prays like four or three times on time, but like is cognizant of the fact that this is like very high levels of bogusness in my deen. So, uh, uh, so what, what is the first one is? is the, 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 the not praying. The second is the delaying the prayer, for prayer from its time. And the meaning of delaying the prayer from its time in a Sufic context is different than the meaning in the Fiqhi context. Right? So for example, Isha, you can pray it until the first third of the night is over. Over in the Hanafi school. Right? In the first half of the night, something like that. Right? In the Maliki school, it's like the first third of the night. There's an opinion of the first half as well. Right? Um, there, there's opinions with regards to these things that have a fiqhi, uh, a fiqhi uh, uh, reality, but the Sufic reality is what? That the person, whatever they think once the prayer time comes in is more important than the prayer. That's not actually a need. That's like some other higher need in the deen. It's a, it's a problem. This is why the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said what? He said that the, uh, 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 the best of the amal is as-salatu ala waqtiha. And it's been interpreted by Muslim ulama, meaning the salat in the beginning of its time. And this is one of the really wonderful things about going on hajj uh, or going on umrah is that there's a time in which the person just for those couple of few days or going like whatever to some retreat, like, you know, going to Mulana Tamim's like Islahi Majlis or to one of these gatherings, that what happens is that when the salat comes in, the fikr is what? That we have to pray. The fikr is what? Not that I'm going to come in and join, you know, uh, you know, before the ruku. No, I'm going to have made wudu before the adhan happens. I will sit in the saf and hear the adhan. And I will pray my sunnahs and be sitting in the saf when the iqama is called. Um, this is the fikr of the sahaba radiallahu anhum. And it's completely so alien to us that like, you know, we, we've replaced that with having fixed prayer times. Whereas the Sahaba radiallahu anhum literally used to be, have be like sunnah up and in the saf waiting for the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa to come out. 
Um, and so this is, in, in, in terms of your Sufic development, this is the meaning of delaying the prayer from the time is that you just keep kicking the can down the road. Allah Ta'ala forgive us and Allah Ta'ala help us. That the Salat should be your first fikr. That Allah Ta'ala, the nida, the, the adhan is there. That my Allah is calling me for, to His presence. And uh, this is my, this is right now at this point, this is my priority. Uh, and what can we do, Our, you know, because of circumstances, some of which is not their fault, our fathers left the place where the Adhan is called and we don't hear it anymore. No point complaining about that. But it is a, it's something to be cognizant of that we're missing. We're, that the fact that even that's missing, it makes the entire construction of this, uh, of this understanding uh, difficult to do. So we have to struggle all the harder. Uh, and so the second one is delaying the prayer from its time is that's also the ida'a uh, uh, of the salat and the third is to not pray uh, correctly and people do all sorts of cheating they pray before the time they pray after the time they uh, uh, you know don't make wudu properly they don't you know whatever uh, like you know if you take your socks off one day the yom qiyamah is going to happen for god forbid you know if you do gym at work sees you wash your feet like you're gonna like die you're just gonna like you're gonna fall on the floor and like have a seizure and get cancer and aids at the same time i don't know uh, uh but like you know w- w- these 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 like little things these little shortcuts the fact that a person even thinks about them is a sign right in fiqh maybe fine sheikh fulan gives you a fatwa for it and you know how dare you difference of opinion we're not having a fiqh dif- dis- dis- difference of a fiqh discussion here we're talking about what if it's in your if it's in your heart something you're like mm, is this something i want to do or not it's better not to do it uh and allah ta'ala knows best and the third is the third one is what is not praying correctly. Sayyidina Mus'ab bin Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrated said he asked his father Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas uh, may Allah ta'ala be pleased with him about the words uh, those who are unmindful of their salat. Uh, uh, those who are unmindful of their salat. He said it doesn't mean those who do not uh, uh, exp- it does not mean that they do not experience wandering thoughts in their salat. Rather, it means that they do not bother about the times of the prayer. They remain occupied with other tasks and are not conscious of the time of the salat. Right. So the the the, the sahwa that's that's being talked about here. What did Sayyidina Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas uh, say? He says it's not that the, the people who like don't have stray thoughts in their prayer. It's what is it the actual time because that's something you can't help. But the actual time of the prayer, you know, people they're not they're not even aware of it. They're not cognizant of it. They don't care about it. They don't. Uh, uh, it doesn't like when it, it comes in. It doesn't bother them. It's, it doesn't. It, it doesn't impinge a weight on them that I have something that I have to do now. Mulana Muslih al-Ummah, rahimahullah ta'ala, the shaykh of the author, explained these verses as follows. Uh, although following lusts and desires included the abandonment of salat, Allah ta'ala mentioned salat separately in order to demonstrate the extreme repugnance of abandoning uh, and, and, and wasting the salat. Following uh, a, per- a person's, uh, following his lusts prompts a person to every other evil. The words they went after their lusts, وَاتَّبَعُ shahawat. Uh, explain the fundamental disease in a human uh, with regards to following his lusts and his desires. If a person does not combat the desires of his carnal self, is not resolute in this regard, and allows it to do whatever it desires, then this is a prelude to severe loss and a cause of destruction. The fundamental reason for shortcomings in physical acts of worship like salat and fasting, monetary acts of worship like zakat and giving charity, or committing sins uh, is the very same uh, 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 as following one's lusts. 
the following is stated in the Tafsir Ruh al Ma'ani Ashahawatu Amun fi kulli mushtahin Yushrulu an is salati wa an dhikrillahi ta'ala. He said that uh, a lust, uh, or a carnal desire that's mentioned here is every desire which keeps a person occupied from their salat and from the remembrance of Allah. So the fact that you get hungry and you enjoy eating when you're hungry or that, you know, a person is, mashallah, friendly with the missus when that's appropriate, that's, he's saying that that's not what, what's meant here. Rather, every, every desire you have that keeps a person, uh, 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 that keeps a person away from the salat uh, and keeps a person away from Allah's remembrance. Now, note that could actually include, mashallah, friendly time with the with the with the spouse. That could include eating the most halal advocate certified, hand slaughtered, seventh degree, uh, super triple double organic halal uh, food in the world. If it's if it's if it's something that distracts you from your prayer, because this is, again, we're not talking about fiqh here. If it's something that distracts you from your prayer and it distracts you from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it's also included in, it's also included in that. A person does not perform salat because uh, his self is not ready for it. He does not want to give up his sleep for it. He does not want to, uh, when he says his self, his nafs is not ready for it. He does not want to give up his sleep for it. He does not want to pay zakat because his nafs does not want to. He resorts to theft, treachery, robbery, and cheating because his nafs desires abundant wealth. He consumes alcohol, commits adultery, and other uh, invitations toward adultery because... Uh, because what? The self in, takes enjoyment from these activities. In short, the fundamental destruction of man lies in following the desires of his self. Uh, uh, following of the self is the root of all sin. Uh, this, the, the, the following of the ego is the root of all sins. Rather, the nafs is uh, something you take work from. You don't allow it to lead you. And this is something that even kafar know that the person who's self-absorbed and the person who follows his lusts, not necessarily they're going to be psychologically a complete train wreck. They're not going to be happy. Um, that no one's going to love them and they themselves are not going to be able to respect themselves. Uh, and it leads to, it leads to illness physically. Uh, it leads to illness uh, uh, mentally as well. And it leads to illness spiritually. The original meaning of ghay is to wander and stray from the right path. Right? Fasay yalquna ghayya. Yalquna ghayya. That they will, uh, uh, the, the, the people who uh, 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 Wasted the prayer and followed their shahawat. Allah Ta'ala says in Surah Maryam that they will they will meet with ghay. This is the original meaning of ghay is to wander and stray from the right path. This is why some scholars translate this sentence as they will receive punishment for their deviation. Others say that they will meet destruction. The, the author of Ruh al-Ma'ani Sayyid al-Alusi ta'ala, narrates on the authority of Ibn Jarir uh, rahimahullah and Tabarani rahimahullah from uh, uh, Sayyida uh, Abu Umama, Say, Sayyiduna Abu Umama uh, uh, radiallahu anhu, who said that Ghay refers to a river in the bottom of the hellfire uh, in which the pus of the inmates of hell will flow into. Sayyidina ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu says that Ghay is a river or valley made up of the pus of the inmates of the hellfire. It is a very deep river and its taste is most terrible. Those who used to follow their lusts will be cast into it. Note, in order for us to be worthy heirs and inheritors of our pious predecessors and seniors, it is essential for us to give up those evil acts which Allah Ta'ala mentioned with regards to destroying the salat and the following of lusts. We will have to do good deeds instead. Sayyidina uh, uh, Mawlana Muhammad Ahmad Partab Ghari 
uh, used to say, and he's, uh, he was a great uh, sheikh uh, of the previous century uh, of the tariqa in the uh, Indian subcontinent. He used to say that, uh, that people say Allah is all forgiving and most merciful. He will certainly forgive us. I say, the sheikh says, I say, forgiveness is not so easy. Rather, it requires repentance, iman, and good deeds. Allah Most High says in this regard, Allah Ta'ala says in his book, uh, in Surah Taha, that indeed, I am the ghaffar. I am the one who forgives, forgives again and again and again. My habit and my, my, my constant state is forgiveness. For who? For the one who repents, and for the one who believes, and for the one who does good deeds, and then takes the, uh, the path of guidance. Uh, after believing in uh, uh, the subject matter of this verse, we must bring good actions into our lives. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, inspires. Ameen. So the idea is what? The idea is that, that the, these, two, uh, these two things, the salat, which is oftentimes used as a metaphor for the entire rest of the deen, is the beginning of the following of the deen in the way Allah wants uh, wants it from us, as opposed to how you know uh, how we want to have it our way. Um, these things are the first things that need to be rectified. This is the whole point of fasting. It's the whole point of fasting is that you get the upper hand over yourself. This is a chance. Now tonight is the the night of the twentieth, so the ashara of Malfira is is this. That's it. It's uh, tonight and tomorrow. And then we'll start the Ashara Awakhir. The Ramadan is mostly done now. There's ten more. There's ten more full uh, day, day, days and nights. You know, possibly nine more full days and nights in it. And then afterward, people will go back to eating and drinking in the day. They'll go back to uh, uh, not praying as much. They'll go back to doing all you know all of these other things. Even if a person's life changes for the better, it's not going to be Ramadan for the entire year. So uh, uh, this is the chance that a person that has this insight. That following these things is what's 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 opens the door for our destruction. Following these desires, what opens the door for our destruction? Wasting the salat is what opens the door for our destruction. Now is the time to grab the the bull by the horns and and kind of make a plan in order to in order to change it. And uh, it, it happens a lot. Allah gives people tawfiq. You know, people uh, Allah gives them tawfiq to change. The thing is, this is that like you know, the food can be prepared. It can be put on a plate. It can be put in front of you. It can be served to you. Uh, but you're the one who has to eat it eventually And it comes back down to what we talked about yesterday Is that the heart has a choice that it wants to make Does it want Allah Ta'ala or does it want something else Because there are some people who are like Oh my God, if I become a pious person I'm not going to have fun anymore If I, if I, you know, if I become a Sufi I'm not going to you know, uh, make as much money as I would have before Or you know, I'm not going to uh, impress uh, you know, someone that I'm desperate to impress Or I'm not going to you know, I'm not, There's something like I'm going to miss out on something you know, and the fear of fear of missing out, the FOMO is like, it's one of the most decrepit and stupid things in the world. It really, it's so dumb. A person should like, look, make the sour of how stupid it is in their mind. Because when you see somebody else do something and you want to do that, it's like monkey-like behavior. Rather sit down in, in, in isolation and think, what do you want from your life? And then go after that. And then when the other monkeys do something else stupid, don't be, you know, don't, you don't need to be distracted by it anymore. It doesn't have to have power over you. It doesn't have to have sway over you anymore. Uh, 
Otherwise, how many people will just go to the hellfire because they're afraid that someone's going to pass a stupid comment about them or their mother-in-law is going to say something to them or their cousins are going to say something to them or, you know, someone stupid at school who doesn't really even care for them in the first place is going to say something dumb or do something dumb or whatever. Um, you know, you have to make that choice. If you sit in isolation and, and uh, you know, with your own self, not in the stranglehold of your nafs, not in the stranglehold of shaitan, imbibed with the anwar of the salat, uh, and you choose that I want Allah Ta'ala, then make some some kind of plan for it, uh, um, you know. And if you choose something else, then <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't stop you and I can't say anything except for whatever else you choose, you'll get it. And you might regret that choice one day. Uh, uh, it may not be as useful to you as, you know, like Sayyidina, you know, Sayyidina Ibrahim uh, said to his people that look at your idols, you know, do they... Um, do they do they benefit you at all? Are they, are they able to benefit you at all? Are they able to harm you at all? Are they able to do anything for you? Or you choose something else. You know, see what what benefit it gives you. But uh, uh, you know, this is this is a choice a person has to make. Then they can make their own plan. Uh, Allah Taala give all of us so much tawfiq. Wa sallallahu wa taala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.